Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. Can we talk for a second? I want to share something personal. Something that never happened during my dating life was me preparing a candlelit dinner at my place. Let me do the cooking was just not one of my lines. Romantic dinners were great as long as somebody else does the cooking and preparing of the food. And it actually started to become a problem because sometimes you need to be able to do that. Preparing a nice meal involves a certain skill, um, one that I just didn't have. And creating an elegant meal experience, there's a real art in that. Think about it. What do you do when it's your turn to host an important family gathering or a holiday dinner? You're hosting at your place and you don't know how to cook. What do you do? And we're not talking about poker night because those guys, they don't care. We're talking, this is going to get me a promotion kind of dinner. Catering works, and we've done that many times, but it sends a completely different message when you take the time and you do it yourself. I'm going to throw a lot of my friends under the bus. A lot of my guy friends can't cook, but they have their significant others and their wives, and I'm like, hey, man, you need to cook for your wife. And like, okay, well, tell me what to do, and I'm always walking them through it. Now I have the guide for them, and they're using it, and their wives are like, thank you so much. That's Randy Modelow, author of The Gentleman's Guide to Cooking. It's to help you build that confidence in your skills. You don't have to go out to a restaurant to have a good meal every time. You can have an elegant meal at home, and that's what I wanted to try to bring with this book and show people, yes, you can do it. That's right. If you don't have the time, that's one thing. But if you don't have the skill, well, that's something else entirely. Same thing goes for smaller get-togethers. Now, I'm not a big drinker, but for years, I would stick with a simple beer or glass of wine at home. When I went out, I'd order a nice handcrafted cocktail. So why not make them at home? Well, I just wasn't very good at it. The same thing with the appetizers and the fancy desserts. They're just too hard for me to figure out, as crazy as that sounds. I just didn't have the skill for it. And with most dishes, I just had no idea what ingredients to use to get the flavor I liked. And when I'd find a recipe that seemed to hit the mark, the list of ingredients was so long or so unfamiliar to me that I just gave up. I mean, I hadn't even heard of some of the things on the list, so of course none of them were in my pantry. In this book, Randy says something interesting that really hit home for me. He says, surrounding yourself with the right ingredients is like surrounding yourself with the right people. A gentleman always makes the right choice. I think it also by having that confidence and the guide to work with, it helps you with your shopping as well. Like you know what all to pick up or when you're going to find certain uh, ingredients, you may stop and look at something else as well that you may not have looked at before. And you're gonna be willing to try that as well because it's in the same flavor profile and you're like, okay, well maybe I can substitute this for this instead and it will most likely work. Did you catch that? He mentioned the word flavor profile, and we're gonna circle back on that in a second. But first, here's a pop quiz. Do you know the difference between a red wine glass, a white wine glass, and a water glass? Not everybody does. A properly laid out table is the first thing your guests are gonna notice when they come into your house. It's a basic skill that we should all know. Yes, there are a lot of different variables, and they can seem overwhelming, which is why he put a numbered diagram in his book. A nice set table, or a nice table setting, excuse me, you're gonna see that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in for a great meal. Because you're already expecting something great that has no food on it already, 
you add the food to it, it's going to enhance your experience. The book has a little bit of everything in it. For appetizers, he's got recipes for beef and lamb kebabs, bacon-wrapped shrimp, bruschetta and mushroom and crostini, chicken taco wonton cups, and my favorite, sesame ginger tuna tartare. He's also got cocktails in there, breads, and recipes from around the world. And then every recipe has a picture. You see the recipe and you ha- you're thinking what it should look like, but you have no idea. That's one thing that used to frustrate me with cookbooks. And then with mine, I said, okay, I don't care what it is. I'm going to do a picture for everything. So you know what your end result should look like. So let's get you into the kitchen. While we're on the way in there, you should be thinking about your flavor profile. Remember, we talked about this. We're circling back now. What kinds of things appeal to you? I'm a spicy guy and the hotter the better. And that doesn't really work for most people. But what about you? What do you like? And the reason I ask is because that is the foundation for building your meal. A flavor profile is how you choose the elements that'll go into the particular dish that you want to make. For flavor profile, it's basically the spices and blends that you're putting together. We use a lot of spice in our food and you want to be able to tame that spice or present it based on your uh, your guests that are going to be enjoying your food. So you need to be able to balance that. But then you also have some Indian spices thrown in there, um, Hispanic spices. So it's a, a blend of different flavors and spices from around the world that are creating this profile that you're going to present in your dish. Do we have your mouth watering yet? Well, here's an example that might do that. One of my favorite dishes to make is miso glazed sea bass. I'll make the wonton soup as the appetizer soup course to pair with the miso glazed sea bass. So those flavor profiles tie into each other and you know, you're getting a nice consistent meal. And then for dessert, when that comes into play, I usually go with like the glazed donut bread pudding with that caramel sauce. So you have your, the cocktails in there, appetizers, soups and salads, breads, entrees, desserts. And then I threw in at the very end, a section for breakfast called the next morning in case your evening went well and you want to continue on for the next morning. So let's get started. The faster you begin, the faster you'll get that satisfied feeling of accomplishment. You can do this. When I was writing this book, I was thinking back about the movie uh, Ratatouille with the little mouse, the Disney movie. The main chef was, his, his slogan was, anybody can cook. And I've always believed that. So anybody can do this. And I have to find a way to show them that they can do this. Exactly. Now, sadly, his book can't do the cooking for you. But if you have the willingness to learn and you follow the guide and you trust in the recipes and most importantly, you're willing to improvise a little bit on your own, then you can definitely do this. Oh, and I should also let you know that you don't have to be a gentleman. The word gentleman is used as a mindset. You can put on a tux and dine if you like, but it's really all about how it makes you feel inside. So go online, Google The Gentleman's Guide to Cooking, and you'll see what I mean. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all the usual places. And that will do it for this elegant dining edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com. 